0: If you need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did, do what I did. CannaCareDocs.com Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, my can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CannaCareDocs.com If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, Call CannaCareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical, legal cannabis? CannaCareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York. It's CannaCareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CannaCareDocs.com. Welcome.
1: Hello.
0: Hello, we're the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio every Saturday at 6.01 p.m. Eastern Time. Sometimes 6, sometimes 6.05. We were ready. Today at 6.01, we're all ready to go. And Ryan's show got out early. I don't know, Ryan Spalding, he totally threw knives at us, but he got out, like, gave us plenty of time to get ready, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he was walking out, giving us lots of time to get in, get comfortable.
0: My name is Mike Crawford.
2: And I'm Brianna Morrell.
0: And uh, Rhodes is here, but we got a gag on. I'm a gag order on the first segment. Say hi, Rhodes. Hello. <laughs> and uh, you, Rhodes, actually, I, I, we're going to be sure to get to this later, but you got called scurvy by Ryan Spaulding on the way out.
3: I believe a uh, vitamin C deficiency. Would be a proper term. We're, I think he might be right.
2: We're a little confused about that. I know Rhodes does not look like a, a deficient person. It, like he's lacking.
0: I know Spaulding is. I I brought up Lauren and he 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 said something, but I don't know what he said. It, it, the, he didn't uh, go after her like he went after you. Unfortunately, is he scared of Lauren? No, no. Maybe no, I think he
3: has an appreciation for Lauren.
0: We're talking about Ryan Spaulding from the outlaw road show that uh, goes before us at EMF Radio. He's live this week and. He was in rare form. He had a bunch of alcohol, and I didn't get any. Uh, and he threw some knives at us on the way out, as usual. Ouch! But I'm over it because we got a big show as usual. He's uh, always
2: nice to me too. I have to. Go is that
0: he way. nice to you? Yeah, See he's he likes the girls. Nice Starts so out with that way with the girl. but then I think he's actually kissed happens. my hand. Before. He was nice to Lauren for a while, but then she <coughs> went after Game of Thrones, and he got upset.
2: <laughs> uh, he got
0: wicked upset about and that. I,
2: like formed a little bond over that one week. I remember.
0: You like Game it. of Thrones? Yeah. That's oh, that's he's like advice. I got a judas <laughs> in there now on, on my side.
2: <sighs> oh goodness!
0: But do you? It's. I think Lauren doesn't hate Game of Thrones. I think that she just didn't want to listen to it for three hours on the radio.
2: I'm not sure if I would honestly want to listen to There it you go. <laughs> <No.
0: laughs> you want to just lo- you next week to let me know how we treat you. Uh oh. They listen to every word we say on the stage. Herbs is shaking his head. He knows. He was setting you up, too. He was saying, he was playing a producer off of me. He's basically saying that Herbs is backstabbing me. Oh,
2: my goodness.
0: Herb, have you been backstabbing me, or is that just Spalding creating tension on the show? I reserve my. Uh- oh you, there. you, you say, no, well, we got a big guest. I'm, I'm, I'll get back to you later, Herbert. <laughs> so wh- why don't we uh, talk about the show today? Cause we do have a lot going on and, uh, there's so much news happening too.
2: There were a lot of big headlines this week.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, so why don't we get to our guest? Cause I'm excited. She's on the phone right now. Um, I'm not sure how to. You know what? I'm not even ready to introduce her. I'm going to ask her to almost <laughs> introduce herself. I,
4: ha- I have to say that you guys sound like you've got some real housewives of uh, Turks Radio going on there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not supposed to be that way, but I guess it is. You
4: know, I'm just, like, watching, like, I do that show every once in a while with my mouth open, just so much drama. No, (laughs) I'm Francie, and I have to say, I'm so excited to be talking with you guys and um, Rhodes, my new Facebook friend.
3: Yes, how are you?
4: Oh, it was so great meeting you the other night. Yeah, it, was,
3: it was really my pleasure. It was fun. It was and
4: then thank you for liking all my pictures of my kids with their bow ties on. You're really nice.
3: No, they were no, they were fun cute kids, but I
0: definitely appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Francie, you're setting him up. I love it. This is Francie. Well, we, right. we, yeah, but you don't know. You, you are setting him up right now. We, I, later on the show, he's gonna go home crying. Isn't he bright? Bray? <laughs> Ray's loud, and she knows what's going on right now.
4: I have to say, Rhodes was number one Rick Steves question for supporter at one of the events that that we had this week. His enthusiasm, I was like, I was really happy he was there. He was he was making me even more excited to bring Rick Steves out and. Uh, share his message and Rhodes, number one fan. I love it.
3: No, that was it was an awesome message. He was so pragmatic. And again, the fact that he was like, yeah. I'm not pro marijuana. I'm just um pro better laws and anti prohibition. And that totally. was totally and point. I
4: think this is like the perfect way to introduce myself maybe to, to your listeners. I am my name's Francie Wade. I'm um I'm working on the vote no on question uh, oh, <laughs> no, yes, vote yes yes on question four campaign. Um I'm working against the no on question for a campaign, um, but I, uh, I'm a mom. I'm uh, not. Uh, I'm not really a pot user. Never have been. Um, I have plenty of friends who are. It just wasn't really my thing. But I have a lot of friends who don't understand the reasons why I support voting yes. So. I wanted to try, try to, like, translate that. Like, I run around with, you know, in J Crew with Pearls, and they think that it's strange that, like, a mom of three is is supporting this. But as soon as I sit them down and sort of explain the sort of practical, pragmatic
1: um,
4: reasons that I do support it, which Rick put so eloquently and so well in this kind of um, folksy, understandable, not scary way, I felt like, wow, this, this will make sense to people um, who might be on the fence. And for me, the reasons are super simple. I think most of your listeners probably understand the benefits already, but there's a drug crisis in Massachusetts, a very serious one, and it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with marijuana. And I think we all know, everybody who's in the room and talking, that the results are in, and it's very clear that marijuana will actually help a- alleviate the opioid crisis in Massachusetts. Sorry. It's proven. Um, it is not a gateway drug. It's a gateway away from harder drugs. Um, and it's it's medically proven. We have plenty of doctors who will advocate um, that stance. And we have plenty of people who, you know, one of my one of my friends who I think you know is uh, Stephen Mendele, who yeah. is this great outspoken advocate and veteran who, I think, have you guys had him on the show? Uh, yes, we have. Yeah,
0: we've had him. Yeah. He's like a regular guy. Uh, yes, he is. He's a, he's a he's member like of such
4: our a, such a great guy, right? But, like, his story is the perfect one to show how marijuana does just the opposite of what some People think people who like love Nancy Reagan um, think that it is. And so, um, you know, in case anybody who's listening doesn't know his story, he was uh, a war veteran who was injured. Uh, every step he took, every VA he went to, unfortunately, they were prescribing him medications that weren't helping with his symptoms and his pain and his anxiety, and um, he had back surgeries and, you know, everything. And he was at one point on 57 different medications. I know. It's, it's
0: unbelievable. Th- There's a list of them. He showed me the oh, draft for the new story that they did. Uh, w- what's the website that did the... Did you was see? it Leafly? Yeah, Leafly. And I it think... Was, yeah. I, I saw the draft. I hope it's in there because it lists all this num- like. He had categories of drugs, like, you know... You can't
4: even pronounce them.
0: Exactly. I know. It was so many drugs he was on, and it's just amazing to see, you know, a way to get off of all these drugs and, and just replace yeah, he's it with like this like, sitting
4: one. there, he tells... He, and I'm sure he's told you guys it, but it's like he's sitting there counting his pills and Googling places where he could, like, end it. He was rock bottom, and finally his wife was like what about medical what about medical marijuana that could maybe help you maybe and it was like a total lifesaver game changer and i was working his butt off you know telling people about how it is a game changer and helping other veterans get access and as we all know the problem is that with the medical program there's only eight dispensaries in the whole state and it's um you know it's expensive to get your medicine it's um, the the access isn't there, as I said, eight dispensaries, and, you know, you have to be registered on a list, and sometimes that scares people, and and that's not okay. It's really not. So, you know, that's just one of the reasons that I support it, and I try to tell my mom friends who are scared by it, you know, but, um, and then it's uh, also, it, it ruins lives. If, if one of my kids... Was was arrested and booked. It would be a scar on their record for the rest of their lives. Right now, and you know it. It, it shouldn't be. It's not a. It's not. It, though it's a Schedule One drug, we all understand the the history of it and the the horrible behavior of President Richard Nixon and the reasons why he was doing this to disrupt communities that didn't agree with him. Um, and he was obviously a complete racist. So we all understand that this is not supposed to be a Schedule One one drug and. We could regulate it and tax it and actually get so much revenue. I think it's over $100 million is our estimate, for Massachusetts. And uh, I just think it's a no-brainer. And um, I'm so glad that I've actually had the opportunity to go around and, and tell people why I think this. And, you know, there's so many other reasons, but I just figured I'd kick off with a couple and then... Uh, Talk about whatever you guys.
0: Oh,
1: we, got, want we to have talk a lot about. of. Questions. I'm
4: sure it's all pot all the time. Yeah. But <laughs> no, it's not actually. We, wives,
0: we have a lot of politicians on here. Uh, you have a background. You're, you're the press secretary for the state treasurer of Massachusetts. You've yeah. uh, done TV as well. You produce TV uh, in New York, right?
4: Yep, yeah, New York, and then in Boston. I'm from Quincy originally. Oh wow! So you know, we're opportunity. Out. I went to NYU, and so I had plenty of friends who smoked marijuana, <laughs> and. Um, watched lots of movies and, you know, did very NYU things. But then when I, I left NYU and um, I got a job at NBC News, which is awesome, and then I worked at another station in New York, but then I got the opportunity to come home. And, um, you know, my parents are here, my sister's here, my friends were here. So it was a no-brainer coming back to Boston.
2: Now, Francie, you mentioned um, the opioid crisis and how, uh, you know, cannabis legalization can, we have seen, it can directly benefit, um, you know, people who are addicts. Uh, How do you deal with talking to people who are convinced that legalizing marijuana is going to lead to more addiction? Uh, I noticed that you had debated with state rep Hannah Kane uh, from Shrewsbury recently, and she seemed to be very adamant on that point. Um,
4: So how do you face that? Yeah, and it's really difficult because, you know, I don't have... um but Hannah Kane, and I totally respect her opinion. I really do. I don't agree with it at all. But I, I really do respect where she's coming from because she's scared. And her fear is she's trying to sort of push those on other people. Um, you know what I do? I point to the track record. Um, and Ed, that's, I feel like, my one thing that I can really say that has a hard number behind it. And, you know, in Colorado, youth access has not gone up. And I think Rick Steves put it really – since obviously, since it was legal, that's what I'm talking about. Um, But Rick Steves put it really well, too, um, in saying there's not a whole bunch of people sitting around right now going, "Ooh, if pot were just legal, I would totally smoke it and ruin my life. (laughs) Right,
0: Right? there's nobody. If you don't like pot, you don't smoke it. I mean, that's just how it works. Most people – and a lot of people just stay away from it for their whole lives. You know, a good portion, no matter what, it's not going to change. Right. It's so, you know, a lot of people try it once or twice or when they're younger and quit. That's what most people do, actually, you know, besides the ones who never try it at all. um, Right. There's very few who are like me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't think legality <laughs> really you know? access to, to it people And yeah, and
0: we found it, whether it was it. legal or not. Uh,
4: I well, to- and that's the point too, right? So one of the the stats, and it wasn't from a C- it wasn't from the CDC. I can't remember where the stat actually came from. So forgive me for not citing my stat, but it said something like eighty percent of um, kids twenty one and under, teens, young adults, I should say twenty one and under, say they can get pot if they want it.
0: Absolutely. They have Not a harder time. getting yeah, they it's, have, a, they it's have harder. a harder time getting pot than cigarettes or booze. I yes. know that. I yes. lived what? in that '80s prohibition time. Uh, I remember you it. Know, I remember it fondly when we couldn't. Oh, totally. When we were nineteen, twenty years old, and we couldn't get a freaking beer, but we could get yeah. weed. We could get acid. We could get coke. We could get yes you know what i'm saying so well
4: drug dealers don't ask for id that's right and a
0: lot of times the pot dealers are younger like you know i I, i've covered many stories where you know the older person a 50 year old is going to a 17 year old to get their pot because the young kids have the pot and that's backwards and that's what what (laughs) my number one thing is too is the safety issue your kids are more likely to be harmed uh from you know a bad pot deal where someone gets shot or stabbed or robbed than the pot itself. I mean, yeah, I'm- you know,
4: it's funny, I was—I got to meet so many people when I was taking Rick around this week, and it was like Rhodes, my friend, and um, I met a young woman who works in, um, uh, she clerks for a judge in family court, and she was talking to me a lot about the some of the really, really young kids that might not even smoke pot, but are used um, to sort of help dealers and um, run as sort of mules. I think
0: Absolutely. Is, you know. They can't get as much trouble, and they'll get a slap on their wrist because they're younger. Exactly. They, and
4: it was like, oh, my and gosh, they, of and course, just another reason.
0: They're not as smart about their life choices either. At yeah. the point, They're more malleable. You know, this is what we see all the time, and this is what I say all the time, is every public high school, I was a school teacher, I was a wrestling coach at Triton High School, I mm-hmm. was also uh, an athlete, you know, and did all those things, you know, throughout the high school, public school, and, you uh, every high school has a pot dealer. They don't yeah. have someone selling cigarettes. They don't have some, you know, maybe someone might sell a Lucy or something like that once in a while, but there's no one right. selling like uh cartons of cigarettes. Like they're selling bags of weed. No one's quitting their paper job, paper boy job and getting yeah. a new car because they're selling weed. That's what happens in the high schools. It's just crazy. And yeah. of course, bad things are going to happen. But I want to ask you about uh, some other things too. Uh, the media. Sure. You, you worked yeah. in the TV media. Uh, your yeah. husband has, you know, I think we might've mentioned this, uh, I think people might know at this point. your husband's David Wade, who's uh, currently yes. employed by uh, CBS. Major, yes. he, he's the guy. I mean, he's on with Lisa Hughes every uh, he's <laughs> every a night. Big right?
4: deal. Yeah, I'm talking pot, and he's talking big things. No, I'm just kidding. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. He's a really. I always like to say, yeah, he's a news anchor, but he's a really great storyteller. So I appreciate that most about his work. But yeah, I've worked in media. Uh, I've been on both sides, and I think it's um, a really nice place to sit because you understand.
0: When you when you decided to come out for marijuana, was that a discussion among you? Because you know. Yeah, you know,
4: it's it's really interesting. So I had worked in another ballot campaign, the um, ballot campaign to protect the affordable housing lot back in 2010, and um, my husband and I were not married at the time, Um, but we always just talked to his news director and just say, Hey, look. Um, I'm going to be talking about this. My husband completely, you know, supports my decision to talk about this. Um, he obviously can't uh, have an opinion about it. I think he also he can't tell the stories that um, that I pitch to the station, and so I don't even bother to pitch him. Um, and Good. He can't read, I know about that. I used that to have to do the.
0: I used to yeah. pitch. I used to uh, be a, uh, a book in bands. And then yeah. have my girlfriend as the big radio show. She's yeah. my girlfriend. Does media? I would never. People never understood that. I would never. People. The bands yep. would be like, "Why did Carmelita play the songs? Like because I didn't tell her to. <laughs> I don't ask her. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> so. I pitched something the other day to um. I, I pitched a story to um, Maria over at uh, Channel Five. Maria Stefano. There you go. She used to be, and she used to be a co-anchor with my husband at at Fox 25 years ago. And um, I was I was pitching the story to Maria, and, and I was you know kind of texting, and um, and it was very funny because my husband's like, "Who are you talking to, it's Maria?" <laughs> and he's like, "About what? None of your business." <laughs> okay. And it's um it's very funny because we we know a lot of the same people and. Um, you know, I think sometimes I do offer up a really good story to someone else, and he and he would say something along the lines of, that would have been great if I could have had that one, and it's like, yeah, next time when it's not an election, then I'll tell one of my friends to maybe send it your way. But, yeah, there's a real separation of, um, of church and state just to keep things fair, and um, I try to, he's really good at his job, and, um, I try to respect that, and he's really respectful of the causes. I tend to be behind, but it's um, it's very interesting. I did get to see him in the station the other night, which was kind of fun. I brought Rick um, to WBZ to be on uh, Channel 38, which is produced at CBS, and and um, so I got to see him in the newsroom. So that was kind of fun.
0: That's awesome. I we saw. did like
4: a quick high five.
0: Yeah, I've been watching that that 38 news. I think it's at set no, yeah, it's eight, eight. 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 That's yep. right, 8 p.m. Yeah, it's later. Yeah,
4: yeah, with Paula Eben and Liam Martin, and they're great. And um, Paula's a dear friend of mine, too. She was, I produced the morning show when Paula was on it with, a, with another news anchor, and so I used to get to like, make her laugh during commercial breaks in her ear. so that was kind of fun.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> we, we're so lucky yeah. to have someone like you that has you know these connections yeah, to exactly back on our side. We In, love it. Inside
4: experience. Oh, yeah. that's too so funny. Thank you.
0: On I w- <laughs> no. One of the things I've been doing though is criticizing. <laughs> A lot
4: I- of criticism. Oh, criticizing the media. and that's yes. Totally fine. So they I want to ask something. you
0: about that. Like, uh, why do you think like some of these things? Like I pointed out some of the lies, and I've I've seen even the campaign yeah. repeating them uh, yeah. on our side, saying you know calling out the lies. Like number one, they yep. say. Uh, which, you know, you noted earlier, teen use didn't go up in Colorado. Oh, yeah. It's flatlined. They lied about that. But the media yep. lets them get away with it, it seems like. They yep. don't offer yep. corrections.
4: No, and there's another... I'll get to that one in one second, but the one that drives me the craziest, and you can see if this drives you guys nuts, too, is the B-roll that they have of people smoking pot. <laughs> it's like, it's like could you pick a more disgusting human being and put them in front of the It's like they make pot smokers look like they haven't taken a shower in like 48 years and you're like could you just get like a respectable human being like smoking pot because respectable people do smoke pot it's not just you know someone that you found like lying or on the floor well, yeah, how about, like about the when they call me is this so
0: is yeah what always happens they call me and say will you smoke pot in front of the camera <laughs> And then they don't care about like they won't even show like our story like they don't care it's, about our story they just want a smoking pot in front of the camera
4: yeah totally but it's, it. but it's also just like I don't know show something different show like I don't I don't know anyway it's but true. yeah this statistic I mean, thing them. is something that drives us crazy because um, so for instance I think there was one about traffic incidents and they cherry picked this is what Rick was calling it and I love I love the way he he would do this they would cherry pick like a stat like. And say that a number had gone up by a hundred percent when it was like instead of one accident there was two. So it's gone up a hundred percent, and the media kind of takes it at face value. And I will say this much: I think when the other side has real heavyweight politicians behind it, right, and they and they put out a release and they've got nice quotes around it, it, they don't necessarily take the time. They say, okay, this is from this study, but they don't take the time to take it one step farther and actually go to the study and look at the
0: citations. I know, and, and read the study, the study, like the study they cite, uh, the yeah. author said use didn't go up. It looks like it went what? up statistically, but that's within the margin of error, so we can't prove that use actually went up. It, to us, it looks like it flatlined.
4: it's flat. It's
0: flat. <laughs> that's what they said, exactly. and they basically turned around and said, no, use went up, they lied. And the right. media doesn't correct it. Like in the old days yep. the globe would have had, you know, fact checkers. They they seem to have gone away. I can't
4: like, no, I've oh, it's so funny you say that. So the other night we're at this ACLU event with Rick and um Whitney Taylor, who's the political director yes. for the ACLU. And if anybody is interested in um marijuana and marijuana policy in Massachusetts, Whitney is the queen bee. She knows everything. She's such a hard-working individual. I can't say enough great things about her and the ACLU. Carol Rose, Matt Allen, who are all on her team. Well, Carol Rose is the executive director, so um, Whitney works for Carol, but she's incredible. But she said to me the other day, she goes, the globe. They called me. A fact checker called me. She's like, I have never been called by a fact checker in <laughs> the past ten years, wow. and I was like, Oh my gosh! Slow clap for the Globe and having a fact checker. Wow. wow. Um, but so yeah, they do still exist, but they don't. I've never been called by one. Um, and uh, here's here's what I will say. It's there's so much out there, and I'm, this is like a sort of sweeping generalization because there are some outlets and some people who do a great job and dig deeper and and just you know. It, look at the nuance before they accept a number at face value and run with it. Um, And uh, we just issued this report as a rebuttal to um, Senator Jason Lewis's um, report uh, that he issued that is filled with, uh, Jason Lewis's report is is filled with inaccuracies um, and sort of of word-of-mouth uh, urban legends that had been passed on to him about marijuana use, and, and and it was this report that was done after a group of lawmakers visited Colorado. You guys probably know all about this, and just like spewing off information, you already yeah, know. Yeah,
0: we we do. We we uh, <laughs> we know all about that, and we we put the rebuttal up actually on our Facebook oh, page, so yes! people That's should definitely I was check plug. it out. Uh, You're it's so like a heavy. The of rebuttal. It's the rebuttal, and it's uh, pretty good. It's uh, isn't it's, it great? Yeah, because this guy, this came up. Uh, we were at a debate the other night. Some of us with Stephen Mandelli, actually myself and Stephen Mandeli with Bob Lobel. and uh, the opposition kept talking. Yeah, well, it's we. What I love right now is that our public is so educated that they know more than the moderators in in the opposition too. Because the other night again, it happened when he brought up Jason Lewis's uh, thing. We all groaned, and he's like, "You guys already know and don't like it." (laughs) We're like, "Yeah, it (laughs) sucks." You know, like it's a bunch of crap. Like people already know it's true. And
4: I'll give a shout out because Colin Young at State House News Service took the report and. And I will say State House News Service in general is really good about this. They dig they, they go that extra mile and dig a little bit deeper. And it's a wire service, so it gets picked up by other regional dailies exactly. obviously. And um you know, he he read our report and he and he did a nice job sort of like looking at it and comparing it and it's not it's not easy when you don't eat, sleep and breathe it every single day to sort of absorb what it is, but um yeah, I, I really appreciated that reporting that he did and um yeah, I mean it, it's amazing. So, thank you for posting it. Thank you for talking about it and yeah, it's,
0: a, it's We'll a really we'll good look rebuttal. to post that story too cuz I know the State House News Service. will look at the local papers and see which ones uh picked oh, it up and we'll post yeah. that too. Uh, oh, awesome. What, what, there was breaking news overnight from the Boston Globe about the $1 million donation from uh the sure. gambling the gambling uh magnate yeah. Adelson. Coming into Massachusetts, or or he's from Dorchester, they said, or something like that. Oh man! So, do you what do you think about that? And do you think uh, we're still going to win at this point?
4: You you know, um, so Rick kept talking about this PPP, right? The Enroads. Help me if you remember. It's like the political profiteers of prohibition. Yes, I think that was it. Is that it? Yes. And it's um. I, I hope people can, can kind of see through um, the people who don't want this initiative to pass. Um, From the- and I do think we're going to win, because I think it's a, a common sense issue for a lot of people. Um, we've been up on TV, which has been great. Um,
3: Amazing ads. I love those ads.
4: I know. I, I like them, too. I think they're simple. I think they get the message out there. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I do. I really... I kind of have faith in the electorate in the sense that when I'm out talking to people, they are very reasonable. Um, There's a lot of fear. Edibles come up a lot. Right. And as soon as you explain that it's not going to be like Joe Camel, it will be more like the lamest black and white packaging you've ever seen in your whole life and that there's control over that with the Cannabis Control Commission appointed by the state treasurer. I mean, when you explain this to people, they're like, oh, so you guys have thought about that. It's like, yes, Yes. we have. And it's in the initiative. And it continues to be something that they adjust in Colorado and Washington and Oregon. And You know, it's going to be an issue that we keep on our radar so that this doesn't happen. You know, like we totally see that edibles are a concern. So as soon as you tell people, I see your fear, I understand your fear, and we already have a response to it. And we're going to keep updating that response. You know, when you say that to people, they go, oh, okay, then, yeah, then I could vote yes. And you're like, okay, well thank you for being so reasonable with me. Um and the benefits obviously we all know so far outweigh the, the problems that you can cherry pick out. Um I think people see through it. They really do. And um I know it tends to be where the money is on ballot questions, so goes the electorate. Um but I do think we've been, you know, doing some great fundraising, and I think I, I, I think we're okay. I really do. I do too. I yeah. think yeah. the
0: million dollars may come too late too, because yeah. it's hard to buy ad time mm-hmm. now. My thought. Especially it's more right expensive. Now. The closer yeah, you get, exactly. it's harder
4: and it's more
2: expensive. Right? So. Did exactly. you notice too, Mike, that in the Boston Globe article they were reporting the million dollars, and then they said um, that a thousand dollars was given by Bobby Orr, but they just, <laughs> they didn't mention any of the other <laughs> the money of the other, the, that's any of the, gone alcohol into the campaign. None of it. They just <laughs> yeah. mentioned a thousand dollars from Bobby gee, Orr. Boston Globe. <laughs> gee, why no. are you trying Bobby to help? Bobby Orr says no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah the, the Boston Globe really has been helping that campaign out. It seems like to me, uh, well, it's, especially from the beginning from yes. their op-ed on from you know mara healy uh mayor walsh and and charlie baker's whole you know op-ed yeah. that they put out ever since then well,
4: i will say dante ramos had a nice thoughtful piece i, I understand that he's not like rah rah yes i'm for but i think his reasoning was one that people sure. could get behind last week um you know they, would you rather continue to perpetuate a, a drug war somewhere else that's killing Thousands upon thousands of people, or you know, do something here, and it will benefit some people here. And you know, I thought his reasoning. was I good. liked it. Um, I
0: thought it was excellent. I, I, I thought I it was excellent. One. Yep.
4: But I, what I will say is, I think for for the Boston Globe and for other news outlets, um, you, you don't want to be on, on the bad side of some of these very important
0: politicians. Politicians,
4: yeah. And, well, there and is I'm not there is an actual
0: pay to play aspect of it, isn't there? I mean, I admit well, it on my show, know, when I have big guests on my show, we treat them a little different. You have to. You kind of have to. Even Yeah,
4: you know. and what I will say, yeah, what I will say, too, is uh, I think I got a little bit of nice treatment when I was taking Rick around places. It wasn't right. like people said to me, well, I have to give equal time if I talk to Rick yeah. to the other side. Yep. You know, if you do bring out the big the big people, the big stars, whether it's Baker or Walsh or All of
0: um, a sudden, they don't need Fieldy. the equal time? That's interesting. It, you know, well, that's because
4: it's, it's, it's almost it's like little, it's news
0: now, right? It's, like,
4: it's, it's a little bit. Um, I think it's a little, you get a little starstruck in a way, right? Yeah. I mean, and is that, I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because when I bring out the, the big names on my side, whether it's Rick or someone else very powerful. They tend to listen as well, but I will say I do think that having the, those big three charismatic people on their side isn 't super helpful, but right. I do think people understand that it 's harder for them and Rick put it well, he can come out and talk about this because he doesn 't have to be elected he doesn 't have to answer questions about youth. Well, he does answer questions, but he just is able to answer them honestly without fear, um, and he 's not getting any money from anyone so Right? I understand why. I actually think that. Um,
0: unlike Charlie Baker, Mayor Walsh, uh, unlike Kamala Haley, you know, we've been noting uh, as a Karen Polito, she got a lot of alcohol money, at Karen Polito. And you know who else did? Hannah Kane. These folks get a lot of money from the alcohol industry, not just for their campaign, which they did get a lot of, but also individually. It's, you know, yeah. the, for their individual well, campaigns. The, alcohol is funding them, and so isn't law enforcement. These are the, you know, industries. That are profiting off and of marijuana produce. The
3: drug testing company, the right. marijuana right. they get right. so much of their money.
4: So
1: is it. Yeah, Rick was. kept
4: pointing out too that the law enforcement who do get behind this initiative tend to be retired law enforcement who can speak freely and, and not be afraid. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of fear around marijuana, right? And yep. it's because it's been it's been bred into us. You yeah. know, I was I was a dear kid, I was a just say no class of two thousand, you know, like lots of messaging, right? A lot of money right. put into that messaging. And I think um, I don't blame people who have the fear, but I do blame them if they don't at least listen right. um, to the alternative. Because I think y- when you listen, you, you, can, you can see the benefits. And, uh, you know, I, it's a little sad how much money has gone into perpetuating myths that were started for really, really bad reasons, you know, alienating certain parts of our population, um, you know, specifically hippies and, and black people, people of color. I mean, that's why the law that's why marijuana is a schedule one drug right that's that's why all of this happened and and it's sad it really is i I just think that i have some um members of my family who are black and I, i just hate to think that and i know it's i know it's a reality that my my kids could get away with something that my family members would get thrown into jail for, that's and I just a, don't think that's fair, yeah, that, that people are treated differently. I just don't think it's fair, and I think when you hear the stats, how much more likely you are to be um, be arrested and, and booked, uh, you know, if you are black or a minority, it's, you know, it's not something we should be proud of, and it's really hard to sort of tout and promote the numbers, because it's like something you just want to, like, you want to put your hands in your head and be like, we, are, we have got a long way to go, but you have to talk about it, because if you don't talk about it, it, it it'll stay the same. So that's right. Sorry, we, we, I keep talking and talking. <laughs> Long winded answerer. I'm oh, sorry. that's all right. It's WMF <laughs>
0: Radio. let's we, we do that here with the young jerks. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Mike Crawford. She's Brianna Morel, and uh, we're talking to Francie Wade. Francie, I got a quick question for you here. Yeah. Will this campaign, like, let's say uh, the day after January comes, you know, yeah. following year. Is this, would this impact at all? Like when it wins, which I'm predicting, it's going to win, let's say, uh, let me guess, 50, nah, actually, yeah, 50, I'll say, I'll go a little more optimistic. 58% to, uh, like, say, 39%. It wins by 20 yeah. points. Yep. Yeah. Will that hurt uh, Mayor Walsh or Charlie Baker or Mari Haley or any of these folks that went against it, the 100 plus legislators? They go, I mean, I know the odds are stacked always in their favor to win every election. But is yeah. there a chance that some of these people may actually regret this decision? You know, looking at the political no, I future. I don't. Th- it,
4: to, to be honest, no, I don't think that. I don't think it will affect them. It's such a crazy, busy year in terms of, I mean, the charter school question, the the general uh, presidential election. I think what they should realize is that, like decrim and like Medical, um, that it's time to. And I don't. I don't think that they are bad because they are not behind us. I just think that it is misguided. They've got a lot of other influences, and that I think if if they hear the will of the people so clearly, and I think your numbers are pretty good, I think that 58 is, is pretty spot on, but um, when they hear that, I don't think it will affect them politically. I think that they might hear some, you know, they might hear some stuff from uh, I don't know. People on the street saying, yeah.
0: "Hey, no, I think they are." We support that this,
4: and yeah. you guys should get behind it too. I don't think it'll hurt them um, politically, politically, but I do think it, it, it will definitely go. Okay, guys, we got to pay attention. To I this. think you we might be right. Say no, no, no. I, th-
0: I think you might be right, but I hope you're wrong. Like I hope people <laughs> actually decide to call them out because I've seen this happen before and run for re- running for election against them. Do what yeah. our friend Mike Conley did. Mike Conley uh, got elected over someone who was reefer in Cambridge here. He's our friend. He's been on the show, and uh, I want to see more people do that challenge, especially, like, you know, I'm kind of bummed because I moved up to uh, Salem, and my rep supports it. So I'm kind of, you know, uh, uh, Marblehead, excuse me, but right next to Salem. But the rep up there, actually she is from Marblehead, uh, supports it. And so there's no one to run against. So and an exactly 80% <laughs> of
3: the incumbents
0: are running unopposed. But most of them are yeah. run unopposed, and uh, usually it's someone that does not support us. Yes, absolutely. Know? Like it wasn't cambered and, and, for you. And it
3: exactly, they don't have any
0: invested interest in trying to see what we want to do. because. But I appreciate I your answer.
4: until... Yeah, because I don't think it's right.
0: <laughs> I think that's what people need to hear. They need to hear that, you know, it, it probably won't affect them. It probably and I don't, won't.
4: And I, I don't mean it. I don't mean now. to say that because this mm. isn't a ridiculously important issue. I think they should really embrace it and they should really get behind it because, you know what, they wouldn't have to be passing, you know, crazy supplemental budgets. And uh, you could actually think about how to make this and even even more of an economic boom exactly kind of How right? to make yeah. it like work the say, best
0: for everybody yes yeah. yes Absolutely.
4: and i i am um, i try to stay super positive on whatever i'm working on and whoever i'm working with and even whoever i'm working against like after this i would love to sit down with hannah kane and say You know what, that Keller debate, like we totally disagreed, but now that it's passed, like let's talk about this a little bit. Like let's talk about it just together, candidly, and, you know, what can I say and what can we talk to Treasurer Goldberg and the CCC about that would help you feel better about this law that the people wanted to pass? You know, like I really, I don't, I try to think the best in people, right? That it's not all about. The donations and the, and who has the money. We
0: don't want to hear been, that in campaign season, though. I we're
4: we're, we're like, <laughs> but I know, no, but I, you know I, I agree. Say, I believe I, you. I, 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 I've been spent the whole week with Mister Positive Rick, yep. who's like. All about embracing. The fears I, uh, I want to be
0: friends with the governor. He follows me on Twitter. Like I, I want Charlie Baker you. to live up to the name. Come on, man. He lives in Swampscott. <laughs> We're like neighbors. I drive by his house regularly. Like it's my route. Like I, I want to be
4: guys like to be fast
0: friends. I'm. I'm a dog walker. I saw someone walking his dog. You know, like. Come on, oh, like you gotta, today I'll message him about again. that. Yeah, like, be like,
4: but, I'll give you a better but, rate on your dog. Yeah, but yeah, we've been hating each other because he not really hang out. Yeah,
0: he hasn't been helping us. He's had like he's helped us for a few months on the medical, then turned his back. He turned his back on Stephen yeah. Mendilly. He turned his back on everything that we've been doing and he just like I want the Governor on our side. I hope it works. I hope you can help us make that happen Maybe Francis. You can I top top
4: in Francis talk and I hate to sound like Polly positive over here, but it's like, I want to get people on board because you know why? I was one of those people who, twelve months ago, I didn't know much about it. I really didn't. And um, I got a fast education from a lot of really smart people. and all of my uh, all of my questions were answered all of my questions were answered so well that I so quickly got behind this issue that it is such a no-brainer for me now but I understand I understand where some people come from and I think um, if I get the chance to talk to more people about this even after the law passes to be like okay now it's here now like let's make this amazing like let's make even more progress right yes so um, yeah I am I'm like Super positive over
0: here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. We thank you so much for being on the show. I'm, I want to give you a proper Aww. send off now. Francie Wade, is, you're a vice president of communications for Anderson Robbins, right?
4: Yes, I am. <laughs> you guys are really nice. You like make me sound very important.
0: <laughs> you are. You awesome. <laughs> to us, you are. I mean, yeah. you, you brought Rick Steves here. You booked this whole thing this week. You've done some major media this week as well with Janet Wu. I saw that one on Channel 5. Oh, yeah. I mean, Janet, you know. I
4: love Janet.
0: It made us look good, like the way I want to see it. Like, you're someone who doesn't you know you use cannabis but you're totally for cannabis uh, and this uh, you know for this initiative because you know it's the best thing for us for massachusetts citizens i mean that's what we want to see
4: well i get to get more of people you know like me on board and, and to be honest with you i think they are on board they I really do. do
0: i do too and i people think people are
4: smarter than people give them credit for right
0: and, and you're a sign of that In my, my total opinion when i saw that i was like oh this is awesome so we're, we're
4: oh thanks ma'am i really appreciate it thank you
0: and we hope you uh, keep in touch, too, because we'd love I to have will. you back on the show, have you come in studio, especially well, during I'm friends with season.
4: Rhodes if everybody else wants to be my friend. Actually, I'm friends with you, too, Mike. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> but I'll you didn't you like the pictures request. of my babies in their bow ties, so maybe you can get <laughs> oh, on that. No. Oh, I
0: can look at those. That's fine. you got to look kidding. at dogs. <laughs> I have dogs. I, I'm a dog walker. I'm all in the dog I've
4: got a dog, my Rosie. She's a Cocker Spaniel. She's adorable. I'll post some pictures of her and you right.
0: like those. Perfect. And you're Brie here, too, Brianna.
4: I'll send you a friend request. I know, request Brianna. I need a friend request from you, too my friend
0: and we got we some other that. friends too we got Freddie in the studio Frederick my friend requests here Frederick, Freddie Soriani the young man Yeah.
4: what's oh, going on hi Freddie hi nice to meet you Francie nice to meet you too thank you for uh, I think you answered the phone for me did you
0: no that was Herbert he's our producer uh, he's the oh, boss oh, Herbert. hi Herbert hi Herb, hi, Herb. Herb's I'm, gonna get the mic now I'm flattered you guys
1: have quite the guy. team
0: yeah we do. <laughs> Herb's not talking today. I think hey, he's mad going? at me again.
1: Uh,
4: I have to say, by far, um, this has been a really fun well,
0: we're glad you like know, conversation.
4: conversation. Good. Right.
0: We're the Young Jerks. We're here every Saturday at six p.m. and uh, we want to thank you again for calling in today, thank you. spending time with us, Francie Wade. Let's let's get thank her a the Thank you for having applause. me.
4: Have a great rest of your weekend, guys. You oh, too. I'm yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: and thank you to you and your family. Yes, Wishing thank them you best.
4: very much. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Okay.
0: Bye now. That was uh that was nice. Pretty
3: way. Yes. Yeah, Her mandate campaign. No, and that's the cool thing, the fact that they're addressing people's fears. We muzzled Rhodes for most of it, except he almost took over right away. As soon as Francie I heard her voice, I was like, we're friends. I was like, all right, let her talk. She knows what she's talking about. But anyway, as I was saying. Do you think
0: she did that, though, to kind of set you up a little bit, Rhodes? No, no, no. Uh, There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Oh, yeah, you act all strong until I knock your knees out. And then he goes home crying. 6.7. It takes a man to be able to cry, right? A man, a real man can cry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I guess so <laughs> not about this stuff though you gotta cry about real stuff Rhodes we're the Young Jerks we're in WEMF radio uh, every Saturday at 6pm uh, you can call in yeah we'll take some calls maybe my stalker troll guy will call in he's been acting up again
2: the one who calls and hangs up
0: yeah the, I yeah, think he, he called in up. one time and actually uses real first name I think he's pro cops all the time he's, he, he thinks that we pick it on John Carmichael why? Oh, because I don't know. Because, oh, he was in the service. Because we're <laughs>
2: telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're trying <laughs> to ruin his
0: career of a good man named uh, police. We should talk about that today, too, because uh, something happened with that. Uh, police Chief John Carmichael.
2: From Walpole? You know, yeah. I think it's important to be calling these people out, though. Just like how there was another headline this week about the um, the Holyoke City Council right. president, um, how he was being uh, a lawyer, was calling him out for violating open meeting law right. there. Right by uh, stating his anti-legalization position into private emails to the city councillors or to, you know, emails that go out to the city councillors, which things of that nature have to be said at the public forums, by the way, that the open meetings um, work, the law works. And, you know, I think it's really important that people are calling, you know, getting out there and... No, I love it. I'm seeing people, (laughs) this is
0: what this story is going to be about. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. But, uh, yeah, people are showing up at events and... uh, they're, they're basically challenging what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll take your phone calls, too. 617 7100 We got some phone calls. uh with the Young Jerks. We got some guests, too, that we're going to try to bring in the studio. We'll be right back uh, in a few minutes after some songs. What do we got for music, Herbie? Uh, okay, so what y'all
3: need to do is pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Come to Ugly Duck Studios. I just want to let y'all know it's 10% off Sound museum artists, so you like where I'm about to go? They really set some shit down. Ugly Duck Studios About U D S. 155 North Beacon Street, Boston, Massachusetts. 508-259-0956. If you ready,
0: that's on you. We're back live on the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. Why do we struggle with a crew here? every week brie it's a you and i and madness
2: i don't think we really struggle with it but it's more that it's always like a last minute rush for some reason we'll be sitting here for like five minutes and then the 30 seconds you and i are fine <laughs> it's, it's the
0: rest of these people it's like they're just trying to talk to us while we're going live on the air it's like
2: <laughs> turns into crazy this is
0: radio you yeah do we need a light i think we might need a light up here
2: uh, like a shh uh, and yeah. then on air like shut yeah. up or i'll kill you yeah, what? maybe just like a, a mic specific.
0: Especially when we have someone waiting on the phone, and I I teased it because I wasn't sure who was calling. I said, "What did I say? Uh, the, is my troll stalker coming on?" Yeah, you said it was this. someone awesome said <laughs> calling in.
2: You said it's somebody that you'd really like to talk to. Yes, uh, we've
0: been, we've been covering this case, uh, the, well, this story for a little while on the show um, about what's going on with Canicare Docs, our sponsor. We just ran the ad, uh, and their doctor, my doctor, John Nadolny, Doctor Nadolny. Um, and he won his uh, appeal, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Nothing's happened since then. I've seen they've had some meetings of this uh, licensing board, and they haven't seemed to act yet. And uh, I don't know what's going on. People are still, you know, wanting to see him get his license back.
2: Now I believe they had a certain number of days after they had repealed this decision, correct? The board who, or um, they could appeal it again, right? Or basically reverse it again.
0: So we don't know, know what's going to happen, basically. Yeah. And uh, now he's on the phone with us, Dr. Nadoli. Yeah, Maybe he can fill us in a little
2: bit.
5: Yeah, more. Maybe, what's going <laughs> so I'm on, John? guessing over here. Are you there all right. still? Hey, Hi. first of all, uh, it sounds like uh, you guys have a heck of a lot of fun offline, and that's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it's me yelling at Rhodes and, and Herbie and then them getting mad at me.
5: Hey, tell me, does Rhodes still have his little bouncy ball that he sits on?
0: No, there's no bouncy ball. I don't think there ever oh. was. Why? Uh, here? Oh, at the uh, maybe at Kanaka Docks? Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't know. We we made him go in the other room because he was talking to someone, and I don't <laughs> want him on mic right now. So, everyone that comes on the show brings him up, and then I don't want him to talk.
2: But everybody's
5: yeah.
0: friends said <laughs> that. I thought that. So, what is happening right now with you?
5: So,. Um, uh, Mike, I presume you've read the, uh, the legal brief yes. of, uh, uh, Magistrate Bresla. Which
0: I'm going to give him a round of applause for, uh, seeing through all the BS.
5: Yeah, that, that really leaves no ambiguity, does it, um, uh, as to how, uh, the, uh, uh Board of Medicine has, uh, aired in judgment shall we say?
0: I think that's right on the mark, yes.
5: Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen any uh, uh, judge's decision come down that has been so really one-sided. Uh, the the board is wrong, and, and we are not.
0: Isn't it surprising, too, though? How many weeks has it been since then?
5: Yes, um, so uh, May twenty seventh is when uh, the first um, decision or, or uh, meeting took place. So this is I uh, guess September October. This is five months later, wow. and uh, still no decision has been rendered by the board.
0: Unbelievable! I mean, your life has been hanging. It's and they and they you know and the and the judge rules one way and and still. How many weeks has it been since the judge's ruling? It's been five months total you've been waiting, but how long since the judge ruled in your favor?
5: Oh, gotcha. Um, let's see, September 23rd was the judge's ruling. So uh, what's that, uh, uh, three weeks now. Three, three and a half weeks?
0: Yeah, and your life's hanging, and uh, they got, I just don't get why it takes so long for them to f- fix what they already, they clearly effed up. I'm not supposed to swear in the air, but they clearly fucked it up.
2: Now, are they really? supposed to have uh, yep, deal with Your this life has a been certain the number of days? Do they have, you know, a certain period that you know you can expect an answer from?
5: Um, I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. Yeah,
0: uh, she wants to know how, uh, how. Is there a certain amount of days that they're required to answer? Uh,
5: so they have uh, 30 days from the initial ruling to make an objection, or uh, um, well, I guess it's called an objection to the case, uh, which you know based on the uh, magistrates decision, it doesn't seem to me they have any valid objection to the case uh because there's been no violations here which which we really knew from the start right um
0: right we did not everyone seemed also, to get it
5: mike i i i heard uh from a f- former colleague of mine on a uh, we were on the same medical staff together uh it's a different sort of case, but uh, but it was the same sort of thing where the board uh, hit him with a summary suspension uh, for no good reason at the time. And uh, some 18 months later, after they hit him with that, uh, and many tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees, he finally got his license back. But it was the same sort of thing, and the board was warned uh, at that time, to please, um, you know, if uh, a case such as this comes up again, please make sure you have the burden of proof before you proceed with summary suspension. And again, uh, this case is even worse than my colleague's case. Uh, and uh, I, I, I just don't know where they're going with this. Well, what's your take on this?
0: i don't know i mean that's if, if they don't so they could just do nothing is that what you what is happening with when you're the other person
5: well that that's what they've been um uh used to at least up to this point where they have uh it's almost like a it's almost like a communist society where they have unlimited um uh, uh say in what happens but uh uh in in reality they're uh, completely legally in the wrong, especially now that uh that all these cases have come down and they've been proven wrong in in the uh penalties and handed down. Uh, my recommendation personally would be that they don't uh, uh renew their uh yacht club memberships uh, uh for twenty seventeen.
0: And who are these people, like Candace Sloan?
5: Uh, Sloan and her uh, cronies on the board, exactly. I, I've
0: uh, uncovered that she gave substantial uh, $1,000 contributions at a time. What, yeah, her and her, I believe it's her husband, $1,000 at a time. They were writing checks out to Governor Charlie Baker, Polito, uh, and then Mass Opie. What's up?
5: Her husband, the malpractice attorney.
0: I think so. I think that's mm-hmm. who it was. It's the same address, so I'm, I'm assuming that she lives with her husband. He had The same yep. last name, yep. so I, I guess that would be him. uh They they signed $1,000 checks uh, to Governor Baker earlier this year. Uh, they gave $1,000 checks to Karen Polito earlier this year, and they also gave $1,000 to the Mass GOP earlier this year.
5: Very interesting, Mike. And and let me ask you, how unethical is that? Uh, not only that they are donating to the, uh, to the Governor Baker campaign, but uh, uh, also that um, people or physicians that her governing body supposedly protects, uh, that her husband is prosecuting. How, how unethical is that?
0: Really? I didn't know that part of it. He he prosecutes. Yeah, that's interesting.
5: And <laughs> yeah, he's a malpractice attorney that what? he's
2: profiting off of. That's, that's a, interesting.
0: I think it's, uh, I don't know all the facts on this. I want to find out more about it. But uh, the Valley Patriot, that paper, put out a story about this, your case. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that? I did not. They uh, made the allegation that she, uh, Candace Sloan got in there because she raised a substantial amount of money for DeVal Patrick. And that she's really a Democrat, and uh, that, you know, one of the reasons why she did this was to gain, you know, favor with Charlie Baker because she needs reappointment in 2017. Um, And so that was why she probably also gave the contributions in the beginning of this year to Charlie Baker. I'm not positive on that. I want to find out if that's the truth. But that's what they reported, the Valley Patriot. They didn't report the campaign contributions uh, from Charlie Baker. I found out that after reading their story. I did a little follow-up, but... uh, it's interesting, because you, you wonder if this is all political, because it does. I also wonder about uh, the phone call that was made. Someone called the Globe. Somebody called the Globe. Somebody tipped the Globe off. They were there before you, were, before you knew about it. They knew about it, didn't
5: they? Uh, yes, they did, as a matter of fact. And as a matter of fact, how I found out was a call from the Globe at around 1145 or 1150 that evening following my hearing.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just. The
5: board didn't even have the integrity to call me to let me know of the decision.
0: I think it's all coming from Charlie Baker's office. I'm convinced of it. I think the whole thing was a setup, just you know, to be against the legal marijuana. What do you do? You think I'm wrong on that, or, or I'm
2: on
1: he the tried
5: right track? To start it by, well, I, I, by I think side. I'm I'm in agreement with you, Mike. But yep. did you say? Uh, uh, sloan requires reappointment in 2017. I'm
0: not sure about that. That's what that story made it look like. I want to reread that story, but that's what it seen and they're not quoting anyone. I'm not sure, you know, it's not the you know, it's not a high-end uh let's say that high-end publication, but you know that's that's what I believe it was.
2: She would technically. I'm looking at her, no. her bio right mm. now, and she was elected in 2011. They have three-year terms, with okay. which then they're reappointed after three years.
0: Okay, so Bree's finding out that's so much to and that. seventeen, yeah,
5: that's this correct.
2: This is right on the Mass.gov website. So of her, yeah,
0: she's yeah. up for reappointment. Wow. So Charlie Baker's got to reappoint her. Gee, what could she do to help him out? Oh, give him some money and uh, give him Kanika. Doc's uh, prime guy, right? I mean, is is, is is it seems like it makes sense to me, right, John?
5: Yeah, it makes sense to me as well.
0: Uh, so, I mean, how does your family, how, how? tell us about your, you and your family, because we see your wife and she calls into the show. Um, people, you know, have taken to you, too, on Facebook, but tell us about your family and how they're, they're keeping up.
5: You know, Mike, this has been a horrible ride. I have to be quite honest with you, since uh, May 27th, when uh, the hearing actually occurred. um, And by the way, uh, my wife uh, told me, uh, because she was actually waiting outside the uh, Wakefield um, establishment for me uh, following the hearing, and uh, she was outside there the whole time god bless her um, and at one point she was walking our dog around and, and heard an interaction between what she assumed were a couple of board members uh... which i really don't want to get into because it's only hearsay uh... you know on on the air here but uh... uh what the board members were saying were, was not very complimentary about myself uh but the point is uh that they were even talking about it in public was absolutely amazing to me uh and because you never know who's
0: who's listening
5: shot as you know being a radio guy uh and and they were just like letting it go and there she was and Cheryl told me about everything they said and it was Extremely unflattering. I can tell you that.
0: Do you know who those two individuals were on the board, by chance? No,
5: because she didn't. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, She she never had seen them before, or or doesn't know yeah. them. But uh, uh, it was presumably two board members. The way they were speaking and the way, uh, um, the way she interpreted what they were saying.
0: Do you know? Do you know who the board members were that that voted on that? Were you there? Like, did you get to see who they were? And
5: oh yeah. Well, I faced them that <laughs> evening, and I only know the uh, the, the chairperson, Sloane. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure. What who. about
0: Woody Geisman? Was he there?
5: Pardon me. Woody
0: Woody Geisman.
5: I I maybe. I I don't know okay. the names.
0: He's a, all... uh, I've, I've been on a show, he's a friend of, uh, actually, my girlfriend, he's a, he's the Del Fuego's drummer. Remember that band, the Del Fuego's? Yes, I do. <laughs> they were big. Uh, he's He does right turn, and I saw he was on that board, but I also saw in the story he, he got an aneurysm, so I don't even know if he's around right now, uh, or, or if he was a part of it. I'm just curious, because I know him, and uh, that's someone who actually might answer my call. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking, John. <laughs> Uh we I I'll I'll send you his picture and we'll see if uh if you think he was there. I'm not sure if he's even uh you know, on the board right now. I, I, he's listed on the website, but uh I, I saw another story that he had a uh, uh some kind of medical issue. I hope he's doing well. I like Woody. Um six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is our phone number, even though if we disagree on marijuana. I think. Mostly. He's kinda <laughs> wishy washy, but he's not, you know.
2: Well, he's in a hard position. Gotcha. I mean,
5: yep.
0: Yeah. I think he's a good guy. I think he does good work, too. Uh, the Right Turn is a good charity. They're basically uh, for the rock and I, I, roll I, I, Yeah. Rehab. There, there,
5: were, there were no good people there
0: that <laughs> evening. <laughs> yeah. Like in, I mean, hey, even if they are good people, they made a damn evil decision. I think that's just an awful decision. Terrible.
2: Was their vote completely
5: unanimous on that? Yeah,
0: was it? Do we know if it's unanimous, how many votes there were? Do we know any of that?
5: I'm going to presume that it was unanimous the oh. way they belittled me that evening. Really? Wow. Yes.
0: It's uh, it, you know the other thing strange about that whole thing, John. Too well, it's not strange. It's what we were talking about earlier with Francie about. You know, every single media was all over it. They were all over it. They wanted to slam you and slam everything. Yes. And then yeah. when you get the win, there's like three stories. Well, like seriously, where are the 50 stories like before?
2: You know, it was something. They
0: should have. Every outlet that. Pre, I'm sorry, I am cut you yeah. off, Brie, but I'm She's fired up. Angry. Every <laughs> single goddamn outlet, I'm swearing into... every outlet that put a story out against you, John, should have had the human decency to put the retraction out about what actually happened. And even no, the no, Boston Globe was half ass. It was no, half no ass, problem. Kayla
5: Zah. Not good enough, Kayla
0: Zah. I'm sorry, dude, not good please, enough.
5: Dude, step back. Listen, <laughs> here's what the problem is you don't have your finger on the button of all the media uh, uh, outlets, as the Mass Board of Registration in Medicine does, yeah. that's the problem.
2: Exactly.
0: I just It's awful. It's just so sold out. It's terrible. I just I, I don't understand how they get away with it, how people just don't even... How anyone buys the Globe anymore, how anyone buys the Herald. Why would you buy those newspapers? It's insane. I wouldn't even read them for free, really.
2: You know, the thing, when the story first came out, it was easy for them to harp on this story as something negative, that there were possibly these bad recommendations going out. You know, that's what everybody's afraid of, is that people who aren't supposed to be having access to this is getting access. Um. So that was something that they could very easily blow up. And then when it turned out to not be. <laughs> they kind of
0: slink away like little cowards.
2: Especially with the legalization coming up. You know, I don't think they necessarily want to publish more stories that put cannabis in a positive light or those associated with it. Um, uh, media outlets, yeah. Who are notoriously against it, especially.
0: John, is there anything people can do, you think, right now to help you out on this?
5: Um, yes. Yes. Uh, Based on the uh, clerk magistrate's outstanding 18-page beatdown of the board, Uh, if anybody could make complaints against the current board, uh, that would be unbelievably helpful.
0: When you say complaints against the board, what does that mean?
5: That means uh, to call in and uh, complain how the... uh, the board has been unethical in their actions yep. and uh, uh, probably should be replaced. That's That sort of complaint. So
0: public calls. The public should call them and say, you, you need to do something about this. Yes. Just like we call the governor. Yes. We'll get that information. I'm going to do it myself, but I'm going to do it as a reporter first. <laughs> uh, got to do something. You're right. That's That's a good way to do it. So we'll, we'll, Breeze, I'm I'm looking up Breeze. She's looking up all the info right now.
2: Yeah, I'm like, it's going to be here somewhere. It's always difficult to find. Oh, it's there. I found it. It's
0: there. All the board members are there. It's the state website.
5: Yeah, but their contact information. And if you like, I can get the person.
0: But you know the contacts. There's only like one contact there, I think. I don't think, they list all their bios, but they don't give you like individual contact to the board members. Of course not. But there's at least one email there. And there's a phone number. We need to find the phone number. I'm sure we can find it. I think it's there we'll too. Find it. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh well I think we should start a little campaign for this. What do you think, Brie?
2: I think that's a, a positive thing for us to take on. Yeah. Especially um if our callers can get as aggressive as they can be towards this and call in the board. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. I think it's time. Anything we can do, John, let us know. Uh, we're, we're hoping, because, you know, the 30 days is coming up. We hope that it's going to happen soon.
5: Uh, whether it does or it doesn't, Mike, you know, the, uh, um, I will do, I will continue my, my fight.
0: To fight on this. Yeah, I mean, imagine a lawsuit's not out of the question to sue them individually or as a board or whatever you're going to do, right?
5: Uh, that That's not out of the question, no.
0: These people are crazy. They really are uh, they' if they don't fix this, it's bad on them because you know it's not going away for them. It's not getting any I can't easier.
5: Believe, given the, uh, the findings and, and, and published findings, which are public by the way, uh, that the board is not um, relenting on this. I just can't believe it. like well what, the, what do they hope to uh, gain from it? All they're doing is pissing me off more. Yep.
0: We hope it ends soon, John. I wish the best for your family and, and uh, that they get some brain cells over there at that registration board.
5: Yeah, well, you can't, uh, can't add to it, but um, <laughs> uh, hopefully they'll see the error of their ways. Hopefully. Yes.
0: Thank you for calling in, John.
5: Uh, thank you for having us.
0: Dr. Only.
2: Yes, thank you for calling, and I hope that we can encourage people to call the board and um, to speak we on yeah. their behalf. And I we think.
0: didn't give much of a you know, as typically we don't, because we know our audience is educated, and most of them already know who he is. Mm-hmm. But we'll do it a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for people who don't know. Uh, john got his license suspended we see we do it at the end instead of the beginning which is funny but he got his license (laughs) he got his license suspended because we're excited we want to talk to the guy we've had him waiting on the phone on our break and we want to get right to it Um, he had his license suspended uh, by this ridiculous board of uh, registration and medicine uh, for violations that were not even violations they turned out to be all bogus uh we called it out from right from the beginning i found out the information i researched it i put it out i reported it we covered it on the show people told us we were wrong they told us Canacare was in violation and we were like nope they weren't in violation they were following the law the uh cnps were legal this is how it went and i went to an appeal administrative judge and he ruled in john's favor and to get his license back because this is his medical he's a doctor He's an emergency ER doctor at Wakefield Memorial. A real doctor, a real friggin' doctor, saving people's lives at the ER. And he also does the recommendations for Canacare. He was the head medical doctor at Canacare Doctors, and he he legally signed off on these CNP recommendations. He didn't really sign off on them; and just went under his number because the system was screwed up and didn't couldn't accept the legal CNP recommendations. So he was totally legal, mm-hmm. and the judge ruled in his favor. And they're not doing anything. This this board of registration just sitting there, he's, his whole life has been on hold for over five months now.
2: That's crazy. And it's up to them to, you know, repeal their decision and to let him go back to work. Um, I, I don't understand how they could see it any other way, especially when the judge was so clear cut about it as well. Yeah. Um, how can you look at this case and not see it? Um, I understand when you're in the medical field that there is the, you know, the whole problem, the schedule one drug, blah, 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 that people know about, you know, and it. It's hard as a medical profession, working in a hospital and whatnot, um, to confront cannabis. But, you know, we saw with uh, Kara Crab Burnham and Beth Israel that they were willing to change that policy for medical patients and recognize medical marijuana. So why can't these people (laughs) recognize these doctors as well recognize medical marijuana?
0: I think it's political. I really do. I think that this is all about Charlie Baker and Candace Sloan and that reappointment Mm -hmm. that you looked up.
2: You know, I have to give a little correction there. I was reading a little bit further, and it says that they can only be elected for two terms.
0: Oh, maybe she's out. So
2: she's technically supposed to be out, Mm. but she can serve while they're looking, while the governor is looking looking to appoint somebody. Yeah, she can serve in the meantime. Mm. So she is supposed to be out in 2017, though.
0: Can't happen soon enough. And I think we need to call in and uh, I'm going to call and ask some questions as well. I think people should call in, ask questions and and demand that his license get reinstated, his medical license. We're going to find out that info definitely I think we should start like an event, like a campaign to get people to call.:
2: Definitely. I know that uh, I can see there's a phone number here. there's also an email, so they have like a general contact email, and if we could just flood their email with a lot of people writing in um, yep. about this, you know, maybe we can put out some kind of like generic letter that kind of like a change.org thing but just send it via email to the board uh, of registration and medicine
0: 617 500 is our phone number herb's laughing about something over there what's going on what's funny herb are you awake you're like uh it was it's, a sneeze man oh it was a sneeze man you're you're like in uh sleep deprived that's what just uh sleep depriv- what do we call sleep it sleep deprivation thank you oh, no god sometimes i can't come up with a word
2: you had and you're it. you're right there. It there.
0: Yeah, it was. That's what was really bugging me. You could yeah. hear it. Like I was like, <laughs> damn, I'm so close to this word I wanted. I don't have it. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. 500 7100 Also, uh, who's over here pointing at <laughs> things? Freddie. My Freddy. boy, Freddie. I can't even remember Freddie's name. Freddie, what's going on? What are you pointing at? Uh, the exact uh, Board of Registration and Medicine. I wasn't sure which one it was, but... Brie, totally confirmed. It's in Mass. It's Massachusetts. It. I wasn't yeah. sure if it was uh-huh.
6: by sta- um, by county or anything like uh-huh.
0: that. We we'll have some other guests coming in, too, uh, in the studio. Uh, we're not over yet, so we're going to take a quick break, come back with them, talk about the Green Party in Massachusetts and an event they have upcoming.
2: We shift gears a little bit Yeah. For
0: this one. Did I get a little fired up with you on there? Was that, like, too much?
2: <laughs> he said, to, he goes,
0: dude, come on. <laughs> <He, you> like, <laughs> calm down? Was he yeah. told me calm down.
2: He lost his license dude, for five dude, months. And he, all right. <laughs> that was great.
0: I don't know. I He's like, probably like, I'm the one who's supposed to be fired up. i my like, hey.
2: <laughs> the passion is warranted, though, you know? It's something you should be passionate just about and getting excited about. It pisses me off about
0: the media. It drives me crazy. Like, these are the same people who wouldn't hire me. Like, they wouldn't use my work. They won't credit me. They won't, like, ever. Like, before I was a competition, they'd always have me on. They'd always. Now it's, oh, no way. Mike crawford. Oh, oh, oh. It's like. It would be one thing if I was like reporting a bunch of BS and I was fake and you guys were reporting the real news. <laughs> it's like, no, we're reporting the real news and you guys do your propaganda and get caught with your pants down again and you don't even apologize for it. It's just ridiculous. It's getting old. I'm getting really sick of it. I want you to steal my shit like you used to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> steal it. So at least the right information is yeah. going out there.
0: Steal it. Put your name on it. Don't mention me. That's okay. It's not about me either. It's not about my ego. It's about what's right. That's what, you know, I I don't care about that stuff about anymore, you know, like name or whatever. It's, I want the right, the real honest stuff to get out there. When marijuana legalization happens in Colorado and the teen use doesn't go up, I don't want you to print a lie that it did go up when it didn't. I want the media to be honest about what's actually happening here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's not that difficult. And the same thing with John and Donnelly. You know, be honest. It's more sensational, in my opinion, that this board is doing something shady against this guy.
2: That they are sticking by their guns. Yeah. Even with the,
0: the media is lazy. They stuff. don't think there's a story here. I think there's a friggin' huge story here. The governor especially. We're going to take a break, and, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm going to report it. I'm going to be here on the show. I'm going to uh, make more money off of what uh, the Boston Globe and the Boston Herald are too goddamn lazy to follow up on. 617 And you'll see it in alternate. That's where you'll see it. And you'll hear it on the show. Yes. Yeah. That's what we do. We'll be right back.
1: I'm Patrick Heinz, a corrections officer for over 20 years. I now represent Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, a group of criminal
4: justice professionals working to legalize and regulate marijuana. Smart marijuana regulation improves public safety by defunding criminals.
0: We're back live. Hello. The Young Jerks.
2: You are listening to The Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. I
0: don't know who made those ads, but they end so weird, don't they?
2: They're very abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> very shocking. That's why
0: I'm like, shh. Because I knew it was coming.
2: <laughs> I knew like
0: that. I was going to end like real quick. As
2: soon as it started.
0: We're The Young Jerks. We're every Saturday at 6 p.m. My name's Mike Crawford.
2: I'm Brianna Morrell.
0: We've had a busy show, as always. Started out with uh, Francie, Wade wife of David Wade from Channel 4, the guy I'll be watching the news from tonight.
2: <laughs> I like
0: him no more now because of her.
2: Yeah, I thought that was great when I found out uh, that they were together. That's just wonderful. And she's with the uh, the Yes on 4 campaign.
0: Yeah. And he's been here for a long time in Boston. People might know him. He used to be married to another famous uh, uh, Boston I don't know what we call her. A newswoman, I guess. Another yeah, one. Yeah, an another anchor woman. Another yeah. Bianca.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I remember Bianca.
0: I like Bianca. I like Francie too, though. I think uh, Francie came on our show. I like her better.
1: Yeah, she's very
0: cool, though, to have her on the show today. Francie, uh, I want to thank her for calling in. She was good, and a mom that uh, supports our side, uh, and she's not looking to smoke weed. And somebody who (laughs)
2: understands media and you know business and whatnot, and. also supportive I think that's so important I want to thank
0: her this week I mean uh, Rick Steves is all over everything he's on TV he's on uh, WBZ radio he was
2: all of the news yeah
0: (laughs) I heard uh, about Rick Steves every hour on the hour Mm -hmm. on WBZ radio I mean they just didn't play it once it was running all day it's like
2: uh, he's major news yeah
0: for like a week we got all positive news for our campaign and uh, I think she's doing great work. I'm glad that we have her on our side. Yes. Uh, we also had uh, who else did we talk to? We just got off the phone with, right? John Donnelly. Oh, oh my goodness! You're looking at me like I'm like I'm usually the one that loses a pre. I was, it wasn't like a trick question here. I
2: know. That's why I'm like
0: <laughs> we haven't smoked a bunch of dabs or anything, have we?
2: No. 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 We, maybe it's
0: the absence of them.
2: Yeah, we I have We,
0: to, don't, I we to are THC deficient today in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we, we yeah we talked bad. to John Adol- that was a tough call, call though maybe that's why too I mean it's I, hate, I, I almost hate it cause it's like
2: your passion was so fiery that I just had to forget about it down. afterwards after. <laughs>
0: it's like sometimes we have these feel good shows and it's not a feel good story it's good he yeah. won his appeal but it's like why is he still hanging why is he hanging like this This is it's not right it's a, it's a, I almost look at it as a, talk about crime it's criminal it should be criminal. If yeah. it's not criminal, it should be what they're doing to him.
2: You know why isn't this uh, this doctor being respected either? That's the way that I look at yeah. it. He's being he should be respected for taking this stance on medical marijuana, something that's legal. You know, and more following doctors, the
0: law and yeah. following the rules and doing everything right.
2: More doctors should be taking this stance rather than you know he mentioned that they were very belittling towards him. Uh, yeah, why? You know, we
0: should be a little them. Kenneth Sloan, you're a disgusting pig. How, how about that? Like, <laughs> oh, You want to talk Trump shit? I'll talk Trump shit. Because I've had it. Like, I, seriously. You, you sit here and you you send the money to Charlie Baker. And then you, you, you hang out this man to drive for five months. And you're condescending to him. And then you find out you're totally wrong. You're full of shit. And you still don't give him his license back. Mm-hmm. It's like you should have given him his license back the next day. If you, if you can't do that, you should find someone else. We should have someone who actually will earn whatever dollars you're getting to do your job. I mean, it's just. Uh, all right, I'm done. we got to go to our other guest now. Is that what <laughs> you maybe that will make me feel better. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe the next guest might make me feel better. Hopefully. Give
2: you a little bit more hope for oh. the world. Yeah. Let's hope
0: so. We're the Young Jerks, uh, and we cover all kinds of politics and campaigns and we haven't been talking much about the presidential election at all
2: no i think because it's so talked about so yeah that's something that we figure most people and hear also the about and,
0: it. and also the campaigns aren't coming to us like mm-hmm. uh you know in the past we when i had the two Hothead show we did have gary johnson on for governor you know he was the mm-hmm. governor of new mexico a libertarian party we had jill stein on but i've reached out to those campaigns and there has been no response I know that they have a lot of big media appearances, and you know maybe they just don't have time for us, but there's also been no kind of people like saying, hey, uh, I'm with the Green Party. I'd like to come on.
2: Right, on their behalf. Or Until today,
0: mm-hmm. I got a message, and someone said, I'm with the Green... Well, I'm- I don't even think they're with the Green Party, which I like even better. I think they're just supporting the Green Party and doing a little fundraiser for the Green Party. Mm-hmm. And they sent us a message, and we said, yeah, come on up. We see you around. We know you're around the station, uh, so... We want to introduce them. You want to say hello? Hi. Your name?
7: I'm Kitty. Thank you for having me. Kitty.
0: I want to make sure people know Kitty. and uh, the Nemo. John. Nemo. Thank you. So we got them right. Kitty and Nemo. Yes. And you guys, uh, did I introduce it right? Are you with the Green Party or are you just supporting them? What's the story on that? Supporting by choice.
7: Yep. Uh, um,
6: pretty consistent, full-time, unpaid choice.
7: Exactly. Um, been involved in a lot of... You're members, your
6: You're members? Oh, yes. Um, yep, I'm I've- registered as a Green Rainbow Party voter in Massachusetts, absolutely. We are now, uh, Now, yeah. I mean, I should say I did register and vote for Bernie Sanders because uh, he seemed a successful potential candidate with a good platform, but since then he's dis- disappointed me quite thoroughly. So you went
0: back to the Green Party?
6: Yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm a complicated voter. Um, I would identify myself uh, morally through my spirituality, which I'll leave out of the show because it's a political forum. But that led me to. It's alright to be spiritual. I'm an anarchist. Uh, Not not the most traditional anarchist. Not a violent anarchist. But I I believe, for the most part, you know, aside from helping us not die, there doesn't need to be too much involvement over humanity. But I also don't want to just take back the means and burn the world down. So uh, the Green Party is a nice uh, a nice middle ground for me.
0: And, and yourself, Kitty?
7: So, for me, um, I at one point, before I knew anything about politics, I, I'd say I identified as a Democrat because, you know, we're in Massachusetts, we're a blue state, and I, I kind of bought into that. Um, being jaded by the world and by policy, uh, I have to give my background a little bit, I'm a very active advocate for homeless young adults here in Cambridge. Um, Part of the advisory board for the Y to Y Youth Shelter, which actually opened tonight, gives out a little bit of a plug while it's on my mind. So, um, what is
0: that?
1: Called? Um,
7: the Y to Y Youth Shelter.
0: Y to Y is that like the YMCA? What is that?
7: Um, nope, Youth to Youth.
0: Oh, Youth to
1: Youth.
7: It's uh, it's a project that got oh. started by a couple of Harvard undergrads, and it's uh, student staffed and only for ages 18 to 25. So it's um, pretty unique.
0: It gives them homes. What, is, them. what do they do? Some homes.
7: Though? It's a it's a shelter. A, sh- a open specific youth gear shelter.
2: No,
0: open. Yeah. You know, what does that mean though? Because I don't quite.
6: I mean, uh, homeless uh, shelter specifically for uh, youth experiencing homelessness, unstable so housing. So they can stay there.
0: Yep. Sleep yeah. There yeah. For it's,
7: temporary. It's a lottery. Um, some of the beds are for thirty nights. Some are for seven nights. Um, it's mixed up to give as many people as much of a fair chance as possible because there is a very very huge demand here. Um, I could go on about that for hours yeah, about the kind You can of only build
6: so there, many beds into one space, so it's it's 25 beds. So uh, yeah, length of stay varies, but uh, definitely, if you know anyone experiencing unstable housing or homelessness who is within the range of 18 to 25, tell them about Why to Why. It's across from the dead, uh, the dead uh, movie theater in Harvard Square on Church Street. <laughs> no. the Rattle Theater. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, the, uh, the 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 uh, the Church Street Theater. Forgive me, That's the, the, the right old closed one.
0: Oh yeah, the Brattle's in Brooklyn. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking that.
6: about.
0: Cool. No, it's a, no. I'm gonna get it wrong. I keep getting every single one of them wrong. Yeah. Was it the Brattle? No. Not sure no. what it was called. Uh, it well, might how have been can Harvard I remember Square this? this is, yeah, I, I think know it might. was under Showcase, which is where. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but that's I'm gonna lose politics. it. No, it was something else. And I can't believe I'm. You're losing the this. Cambridge
7: resident. Oh, too. I know that. Yeah, the yeah name. that's right. <laughs> I, mean, I thought
0: it was the. I don't know, man. I don't know.
7: They've been closed for years. Yeah. But no, so that's
0: no,
2: no, no. led you further, you know, your work that you've done with that has led you basically into uh, Basically understanding
7: uh, the way all things kind of intertwine with each other. Mm-hmm. We, we had for a really long time to do a lot of unpaid lobbying with a lot of the youth advocates that I have been partnering with to try and get a budget item for homeless youth to have a priority in the state, the way we take care of veteran homelessness, mm-hmm. and Seeing the way that worked, seeing all of the different hang-ups, all the bureaucratic nonsense, I understood a lot of things about politics that I previously had not understood. And I understood the need for everyday people who are honestly experiencing the kind of things that we like to speculate and throw numbers and statistics on, mm-hmm. to be a part of coming up with these solutions. Mm-hmm. So that's my background um, as an activist. and.
6: It mirrors Jill Stein's minor. background as an activist. Yeah,
7: I, I would say so.
0: And why, uh, why do you care so much about these issues? Like uh, the homeless issue. Like, why is, Was it something that you just came to or um, life experience?
7: Life experience, understanding the way that when you don't look at the bigger picture, you carry this internalized shame. You don't understand how many things are basically beyond your control because of the way we're conditioned to think that, you know, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And it's really not that simple. I've tried that route. I've bought into that. um, And I've actually seen the way it fails, not just in my own life and in other people's lives. You need to just assume that it's, you know, it's personal flaw. You just messed up Enough in life, and I'm trying to watch my language a little bit. No, it's I, okay. I have a heart I'm, I'm sure I your it, friend
0: it, the doctor would understand this oh, position yeah. pretty well. Oh, yeah, and he's been very lucky. I would think that he would probably say that too in other respects, <laughs> yeah. not in this one, but yeah. Yeah, a
7: part of the I think a lot
0: of life. I was reading, listening to something today uh from NPR about luck, yeah, and about how some people look at life. and I think a lot of times, uh, when people make it, yeah, it is a goddamn luck. A lot of times, it's, 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 you know, it you could have not made it. Like yeah. i think so many people that make it, they never look back. They they think that they were destined to make it because of just their hard work. And sometimes hard work isn't enough. You know, sometimes uh mm-hmm. you know, there's so many obstacles for some people too. Uh it's not an even playing field in any it's respect. It's really not. Every we say oh, everyone's equal. No, not not everyone's equal. Some people Uh, are born with a billion dollars behind them. Let's Mm -hmm. be serious. It's
7: more than just a numbers game, too. When we actually take a look at the policies that have been in place for the past 15, 20 years, um, when we look back on some of the policies that have been put in place by some of the people who are still holding office, running office, or in positions that are nearly untouchable today, it really isn't as confusing as it would seem from a different perspective.
6: It shouldn't be no but uh but for us it took uh, quite a lot of paperwork and a lot of chance you know um, i at one point i was a demo- democrat too i'm a long time mass native you know mass native i've spent very little time out of the state as far as election years but i was also in uh what you call a shoulders activist i was you know the baby brought to court the baby brought to marches the baby brought to nova editions with noam chomsky talking about child language and function as to how that was relevant to getting daycare funding i've i've seen it up and down and uh every single time that I've found a group of people that really needed my help and I was inspired or enabled enough to to try. Uh, it's it's not actually Republican policy that's gotten in my way. It's active policy, which is either labeled as Democrat or nonpartisan. I've almost never had a Republican policy that I couldn't find someone sensible to overturn.
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny?
6: It is, actually, it's true because I would never want to especially. define out loud as identifying with Republican yeah, values by yeah. any means. But Anytime I, I
0: try to get your crap done around here, it's always against the Democrats. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you mentioned Mike that actually, Connelly and earlier, a, yeah. and uh, Toomey's a Democrat,
6: I know. you know, and uh, fun, you know, and That funding, was a fight, let me tell you, that could get
0: per, that could personal, in some respects, a different, uh, I mean, even I felt the pressure on that campaign. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad that Connelly won that one. Oh, there absolutely.
6: Got... 100%. We were out signing for him on Prospect for a bit, actually. So
0: this uh, Green Party event you have coming up, what's going on?
6: Uh, well, it's uh, not an official Green Party event by any All right. means. Uh, Is that a
0: fundraiser for the yeah, Green Party? Yeah, fundraiser, right.
6: essentially. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a sliding scale donation at the door since we know our supporters are not one percenters <laughs> so um you know if, if you're worried about a, do- a door fee don't worry about that if you really can't make anything help us you know hand out some flyers or talk to people you know just uh, which we're doing not you know officially for the green party again none of us are being paid uh, the menu the venue money has come up from ourselves so the donations really are just to pay for the venue at that point. But we're also uh, hoping and have no reason to think that we won't have an official table from the Green Party there to take your donations, take your, uh, take, you know, help you write letters to your congressman, or about you know, more, more representation for Green. Whatever your, your issues or Green-related issues are, there will be an official function. We can count on that in some fashion. And also, um, whatever I've put into the venue, I can say will go straight to the Green Party if it comes back to me so uh it's going to be 22nd isn't it
7: yep 22nd it's it's an early thing you know again we don't have that much money so we got we got we got um noon to 4 p.m we're kind of hoping it's going to be more of a party yeah um it's it's been a really self-driven thing to try and keep up with any kind of grassroots efforts to
6: and most especially actually known. our own party the uh the green party you know they um uh, you may not have heard from her because I'm. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. There's still, you know, an open uh, open warrant for her. I think. Oh, Jill signed the charge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. Know um, for spray know. paying but on we've it. We've got <laughs> other
7: warrants now out there, and
6: oh yeah, <laughs> other warrants too. Who Jill.
7: Not Jill, uh, who? Amy oh, the Goodman. Other, oh, Amy Goodman, yeah, yeah, for uh, the Saturday. Dakota Pipeline.
0: Oh, wow. so that That's still a thing I think Jill happening. Stein's kind of like a uh, gangster. I guess. Oh, no, oh my God, she's well, got this when you compare criminal rap sheet now. Well, when you compare her it. to
6: these softies that have grown up with oh, manicures I every day, like that's why I like her. and Trump. Then. Like, no, yeah. I mean, I, I she voted, has
7: the rap sheet, but it's not like she's the only one who's committing crimes. you got to think about the different kind of oh, crimes she's these presidential candidates are committing Yeah, and
0: also, I can tell you from working I wish more people did crimes like hers. Especially when she got... Arrested like a few times, like against the banks the last election. That oh, was yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. But, uh, the, you know, the thing is, uh, last time I voted for, I think it was Gary Johnson, the last mm-hmm. election. I'm trying to remember now.
6: <laughs> now, a lot but of I people think this have time, given me the defense. This time for Gary I think Johnson. I'm
0: voting for Jill. I, I just. I don't know. I, th- I think that uh, I'm moving there. Like, I don't agree with everything, but I think I'm getting more But more. I think
6: you disagree enough with things like the TPP and, you know, putting putting yeah, our and, and rights and in the hands of like corporate interests. Gary
0: so. wants to give it all to the corporations, in my yeah. opinion. I and mean, he's I
6: not think... even a member of the club, so I question his sanity a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, let, let's be real here. Yeah. and uh, He's running with a guy who not just was involved with, but caused the Reagan disaster. If you wiki Bill Well, Bill that, well. That, that still is number one. Not that he messed up our health care in Massachusetts, and let Romney mess it up even worse, but and also, actually, I think he
0: was one of the what first... What were you saying? He did what about the Reagan disaster? What? He caused the Reagan disaster. How? You
6: can wiki Bill How? Weld as he... W- okay, so basically, it Real was... Real quick. Da- it you was have Dan Quayle. Alright, so Reagan says "I was my fault. I had to fault to Dan Quayle. And then Dan Quayle, with his more nasal voice, uh, eventually realized... Uh, Alright, so you basically have to read the court documents. But the person <laughs> who actually was signing papers was Bill Weld in the cabinet. Uh, Dan Quayle did nothing, which is why he didn't get pushed as the next presidential candidate. I don't know
0: was- why, why. would Dan Quayle sign anything? It was Reagan he, he was uh,
6: he was vice president, but Reagan was just defaulting because he spent so much time showboating, being a public figure. He didn't actually run much of his own cabinet, which is why you know there's all this you know defaulting to Reaganomics. It's not know, actually Reagan it's more Bill Symbolic. Well, I did not even know. He was part. Reagan, yeah, he was part of the Reagan cabinet. I thought he you, was a You can literally look it up on
0: on his wiki. I don't but look up.
6: Just go through. Bill I've Wells.
0: heard a lot of things about Bill Well, but that's the first I time. Hear that one. <laughs> the new one. The first time. <laughs> I Let I me heard, ask you a good question. Do you think Alex Jones is Bill Hicks?
6: <laughs> um i think he's a little too uh short-tempered I you
0: think. know both of them though. oh
6: yeah I, I think bill hicks would have been this is much like more a barometer under like pressure
0: people that know who both who bill hicks and alex jones are go up a little bit my, i'm like oh, okay he knows what's going on a little yeah, bit so you don't think so again why do you think so no but
6: because alex jones is too soft-skinned bill hicks could go for hours before he really got got under his skin before you you thought that he wasn't yeah but you get older sometimes
0: his... you just get crankier and you get sick of all the bs uh Fair. That could that could be it. Get, you get disgruntled. You, something happens. Maybe something really. Maybe someone pissed in his cornflakes, and he's. he's I am totally a guy
6: up. who understands that point of view too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. All right. So uh, this this event, and we got to wrap this up. It's uh this coming Saturday, yep. the twenty second. Middle East downstairs. Lots of room. Twelve to
6: four. Two bars, if I remember correctly. It's I won't in be Cambridge Mass Ave.
7: Yep. Um, what else? What else? We the have Brattle Theater
0: is still open, I believe. That's, yeah. yeah. So I, I got it mixed up. But in Brattle Theater is in Cambridge. I wasn't totally off base. Good. Yeah,
7: that's in I Davis? No, I don't even. But I don't we, know. What else no, we Brattle's doing? another, we have. I
0: don't know. It's funny. I know Any we other? have some
7: artists. Um, what bands do we have? We've got a couple. We've got the Climate Change Band, Glass Mannequin. Um, what else? We've got some art. We've got My Art.
0: Yep, live painting probably. Kitty, yeah. Kitty Zen? Yep. Yes you're my friend on Facebook
7: yes I am Kitty's in um find me on my artist page same name so yeah I I make some pretty wild neon colored art and nature inspired I'll make some fun stuff maybe a Jill portrait maybe we'll have the spirit of Jill with us in the room who knows
6: I'll be talking to people about Jill's policies and you know heard i can be easily sidetracked too so i'll be talking
0: <laughs> yeah. talking listening to music
6: maybe dance a little so i hope hope people you want me to
0: over with the bill hicks thing
6: okay. <laughs> you doing well. A lot of it's people false. look at me you know, like, if, "Who's if, Bill Hicks? If, who's
0: Alex Jones?" Dude, man? if you're if you're, like, uh, you
6: if you've ever watched Robin Williams or George Carlin and you don't know who Bill Hicks is, I sit you down for an hour. It's <laughs> <That's> just <laughs> like what you do, and it, and especially in the political climate we're in now, with so many people, you know, considering where do my values as a Christian or as a Muslim well, or as a I also look for that, at
0: YouTube. If you if, if this, you haven't found Bill Hicks on, on YouTube, YouTube yeah. what the hell? Get on YouTube and look up some stuff, people. I've actually found a <laughs>
6: SpongeBob sync up to Bill Hicks footage. You should check. That yeah. out.
0: <laughs> it's like uh, you, you know. All right, we're, we're the young jerks. I'll ask you one more last crazy question: Is, is uh, Tupac alive? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so so much. We need him right now. <laughs> I wish he was. I bet you he would be
6: playing Jill Stein yeah. rallies. He
0: could be in Cuba. You never know. But I, I'm very much down yeah. on that one. Uh, maybe
6: I don't know. But yeah, I, again, I, doubt I, think it. I will. I will side off saying, I, yeah, that Tupac would definitely be uh, joining Jill Stein rallies at this point. Uh, as a side note, Immortal I would think he so. played the last. If he
0: was alive, he'd probably have his own political party. He would probably would have been President Obama. Yep.
6: He might have still (laughs) chosen Ajammu Baraka, though.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we're the Young Jerks. We're here every Saturday. Next week, uh, we're going to have a couple people in running for office again. Uh, Repeat, Alex Mendez. He's going to have a big uh, debate this week with John Keenan, Senator John Keenan. So, hopefully, that goes good. We're going to have him in next week, uh, I think, uh, with uh, the Pirate Party. Again, Aaron uh, from the Pirate Party. Aaron James. Yeah, Aaron James. So, keep... Checking in WEMF radio every Saturday. Also,
2: voter registration deadline is this week, October 19th. So, everybody needs to make sure that they are registered to vote. You can go online to register super easy we have the, <laughs> we had
0: the link up there so just click the link and check like i checked mine to see and uh my registration has been changed over everything's good i just made sure Brie reminded me and
2: yeah i had to thank fix you. mine too because i realized um it was at my old address well you know what's weird about mine I it realize. says it,
0: it, i have my new address mm-hmm. but then it says mailing address is the the old address yeah so like i didn't get the voter guide like i'm like why would they not change my address like when i asked them to change my address so I, I'm voting in Marblehead. It's all set. My address has been changed, but this is my mailing address. Is can, can't, uh, don't ask me why. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna get that fixed. But did
6: you not file your change of address uh, with your old mail uh, with your old
0: mail post yeah, office? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. That's I mean, and you they should only, be able to yell at somebody. And, but they only forward it for so long. It's not even up to the post office. It's up to the election. Yeah, it yeah. The, how I changed their it. Website. I don't know. Then you've got to talk to Herb. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, we're the young jerks. We'll deal with that. Uh, and uh, there's early voting now in Massachusetts. Apparently, you can vote. I think starting like next week,
2: starting Monday, I yeah. think. Herb had but
0: I don't this. think it's all. Uh, you know, it's. I think it's more centrally located. It's probably not your. your I think
2: he said nine polling stations. Well, that's that in were Boston. Open. He's talking about. Okay.
0: So uh, there's going to be. You know, basically what I'm trying to say is that uh, it may not be your usual polling place for early voting. You can look it up on your town, we- town or city website, and uh, you know the voting. They'll tell you when to go vote. If you want to vote early, but I've heard it's like absentee, like almost. So we need to look into that. Is it better to vote on voting day yeah, or vote early? I don't know. Yet. We need to find out.
7: Which is more um, likely to count?
0: That's right. Well,
2: we would hope that the absentee ballots are getting counted
0: too. Yeah, well, last time they didn't apparently. So <laughs> we
2: would hope. Yeah, you know, sometimes that's it's that's better
0: that. to vote on the day of. I guess we'll find out. You know, we're going to look into that. But uh, voting is getting started very soon. You'll be able to vote yes on question four, which is, like, that's my number one reason to vote this year. Like, I don't even care about president. We talked about it, honestly. I'll probably vote for Jill, but uh, I, I, I love what you guys are doing to support the Green Party and raise some awareness and some education on it. We need more of it. But I'm really excited about just question four.
2: Yeah, I think we have some really important questions on our ballot. Yeah, and other question ones Question one and question two. Yep. I think, yeah, they're all really, really important questions for people to be voting for.
0: So that's exciting. Uh, make sure you're registered. But we got to get out of here. we got uh, the New Year's yes. program coming up next. I want to thank you both, uh, Nemo and Kitty Zen, for coming in. I want to thank Freddie. you didn't get to say a lot today. Hey, Freddie. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mike. Um, You know, uh, don't get to come back here very often, but uh, I'm with you guys in spirit. Yeah, you're one of our Colorado listeners back home today, right? Of course, and uh, I am the showrunner, as you dubbed uh, in August, so... Back for for a week to do it. Yes, I'm actually hopping on a plane in the morning. And back to Colorado. Yes, back to work to get... Do you tell people in Colorado about the Young Jerks? Yes, I rock Young Jerks stickers all over my gear, all over my snowboard, um... Yeah, of course. Awesome. Of course. All right, we'll be back next week without Freddie. Freddie, we wish you well. We hope you do uh, have, a have a safe flight to Colorado. Thank you. I love you guys. Thank you, Brianna, for hosting today.
2: Well, thank you, Mike, for hosting and getting so angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
2: It was great.
0: We'll be back next week. WEMF Radio, presented by the Sound Museum Boston.